Morgan. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, plenty to get to from last night, some audio on the uh, Fred Hoiberg show on the network, is that here? not some audio, but we will play, uh, we'll tell you what the quotes were from, from that interesting endeavor for Hoiberg and company. How are you today? Oh, pretty good. Did you get the hog out yesterday? I did not. I was today still- is 60 degrees too, I believe. Yeah, I'll get it out today. Um, no, I, I took it easy yesterday. Um, I watched a movie with tricks. Now I don't have the name of the movie, so I'll, we'll just work on that as the show goes on. It was it was a quirky, funny movie. Oh, um, you, wait, wait, wait! You watched a funny movie? Yeah, it was. It was. That's think raising cool. Arizona. It okay, was along right. those lines. Um, I'll get the name of it though. So let's not talk about it. Yeah, we have a lot actually. We do to talk about. Yep, we'll talk to Robin Washington about last night's uh, show with Fred Hoiberg and his thoughts on the season going forward. Also. Uh, I want to ask you about the most nervous you've ever been in a sporting event for yourself or or watching something based okay. on what happened on Saturday in the world of golf. Okay. And I want to ask you also, how, how hard is it to go from good to great when it comes to a, a, a sports team? Well, I'm the expert. One, one team out there <laughs> I think is making a, a big mistake in terms of the potential of going from good to great in the NFL. You're asking the expert. I've gone from good to great. When did that happen? I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> uh, they'll probably be. We'll get to that too. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. On the no- uh, tell on your the- wife that when things get a little rocky, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Let's I want to start the show movie. off with the roll call because because we haven't done it for a long time. What How about you, that? What are you tell me, there's nobody listening. No, it's it's just six oh three. I want to see where people are at today because Fred Hoiberg took a roll call from fans from across the state last night. Four zero two four six four five six eight five text. Us, where are you listening from? What's your name? And good morning to you, by the way. You can also call us to that same number, and you can watch us on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. This show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Okay, last night, Sip, Fred Hoiberg was doing his monthly radio show on the Husker Radio Network, and you could imagine that fans were a little bit testy um, because, you know, his team's 0-12 in conference play in his third year. They're 6-17 and 17 overall. They've won one game since November 27th. That was against Kennesaw State on December 22nd. 15 of their last 16 games have resulted in loss. And the, yeah, the one win was against Kennesaw State, which nice. is not exactly a powerhouse when it comes to basketball. So you can imagine that people had a lot to say to Fred Hoiberg last night when the call-in portion of his show, his monthly show on the network. Uh <laughs> This is from Rob, Robin Washington. Zip. Uh, only a few minutes into the show last night, Eric from Coastead was the first caller put on the air. I don't have the audio, but I'll, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what was said. Here's, here comes Eric. Quote, I'm 61 years old. Okay. I've been watching, listening, or attending Nebraska basketball 
and haven't missed a game in 40 years. Mm-hmm. I'm done, sir. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You're 20 and 62. So at what point do you realize that this isn't working? I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm hurting. I'm sure you're hurting. The fans are hurting. In saying that, man to man and coach to a fan, can you tell me how you can justify still being here? That's the first question that Fred Hoiberg faced last night. There's a lot that there's a lot that goes through my mind when something like that happens. Number one is I didn't know they let those kind of calls through. How did what's his name? That was Eric and Kozak. How did Eric get through? Now maybe they let. Maybe they're they're like. I mean, it could be they say, "Hey, Fred, we just gotta. You're gonna get grilled. Yeah, we're and we can't. You know." We can't just turn back everybody, and and people do have hard questions. Okay, go ahead with Fred's response. Okay, Fred's response to the comments from Eric. He says, first of all, Eric, you're right. Nobody is more disappointed than I am with how things are going, and everybody in this program with the way this season has gone. As far as we are, where we are right now, obviously going into the season – We did have high expectations for this team after taking over what we did. There's no doubt about it. The last game against Northwestern was completely unacceptable, and we're going to do everything we can to fix it. We've got eight games and eight opportunities left to get on the floor and try to create some type of momentum heading into next year. We're going to do everything we can to get it right. I understand the frustration of everybody, and again, nobody's more frustrated than I am as far as going out there and trying to get our guys to play the right way and find a way to get over the hump and win games. I appreciate the call. I appreciate the passion, but I can promise you there's nobody in the world more frustrated than I am right now where things are going, and I'm going to do everything I can to turn it around. That's okay. Hoiberg's response. I mean, Fred, Fred did what he had to do there, and he did it well. Fred's a very even keeled well-meaning soul i mean mm-hmm. in, in, in he he wants this to work obviously and he's that's a, now that's a tough position for him to be in right i mean to have to have to justify your job in front of you know i don't know how many people listen but a lot so he's got to justify but here's the thing jake okay. there's a temptation i have and I'm sure you have too, just to say, we're not talking about this stuff anymore. I mean, it's they're terrible. The season's going nowhere. They're not going to make the postseason. Um, there's a temptation. But I, you know what I say? No. No. When you have no. fans chiming no. in like this is yeah. the big deal. No, no. We have to hold this man accountable. We can't just say it's okay to lose every game. There's You can't no, do absolutely that. Absolutely not. He's paid handsomely. Right. And it's it's an important program. And if we're just going to go down this road of saying that wins, that the record doesn't matter, then what are we really doing here? I mean, so, no, I, I appreciate the caller. I appreciate Fred's response. The other thing is, read the question again. From Eric and Cosehead? Yeah. <laughs> Is, yeah, all right, I'll read. This is this is Eric and Kozat. The first question Hoiberg faced last night on his monthly radio show on the Husker Sports Network. He says, "I'm 61 years old. I've been watching, listening, or attending Nebraska basketball, and haven't missed a game 
in 40 years. I'm done, sir. It's not there anymore. You're 20 and 62. At what point do you realize that this isn't working? Goes on to say again, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm hurting. I'm sure you're hurting. The fans are hurting. In saying that, man-to-man and coach to a fan, can you tell me how you can justify still being here? Right. Okay, so that's interesting. That's the question. Now, There was more, by the way, that he faced last night. Okay, well, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Now, I got a question for you. Okay. And I never heard, I didn't hear this from anybody last night from, you know, on my Twitter or anything like that. But do you ever, I mean, do you think people want to come at you or me and say, how come you don't ask questions like that? To Fred? Like yeah. What, like what Eric faced? Yeah. Not Eric's not asked? with the part about, I'm, you know, I mean, nobody wants Sipple to, I've heard right, Sipple to get up and say, I've been watching this for, well, how I've been watching it for more than 40 years. I've been watching it for closely since I was 10, so 45. Okay. Um, nobody wants me to say that, but, but the part about, the part about how can you justify your, role right now given the magnitude of losing the utterly the utterly remarkable the utterly remarkable rate of losing <laughs> i mean now he's you, 20 and 62 overall right he's five, five and, conference wins five and 48 against big 10 teams that's including two losses in the big 10 and, tournament and this year which was deemed as potentially a tournament year. We saw Andy Katz put Nebraska as a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. Jesus. Like we said, they My have God. won one game. My God, Andy. They have won one game since November 27th, and that was a win against Kennesaw State. Right. Okay, now now here's the question, though. Is that a legit question for a reporter to ask, taking away all the personal? How do you justify still being yeah. here? Yeah. See, sure. I guess people want you to ask those sort of questions because it's a little does he Jake, does he have to justify to the world his position or does he just have to justify that to his boss? Any more than you have to justify your role to the world. Uh I mean the boss is the big thing, but the fans also know what a good product is and what's yeah. what's worth investing their time right. and money into. Right. I'm not saying listen, I'm not saying that it would be wrong for a reporter to do that, but I I don't <laughs> I mean it's a little kind of grandstandy for a for a reporter to do it right. Right? Kind of grandstanding at that yeah, that it'd be it'd be an odd look if if you went up there to Hoyberg post game and said, Hey, can you justify still being the coach? Right. Here? I just don't. But, but I get that from people but sometimes. Why don't you guys? Why don't you? Okay. What I'm getting at here, Jake, is a lot of times you hear people say, why don't you guys ask tougher questions? And that's what they're thinking right there. That's the sort of question they're thinking. But that's not really a reporter question. Now, I say kudos to Eric. I do. Eric and Kozad. Yeah. Eric and Kozad. I say. What's he have to lose? Well, it's not even that. I mean, he's. That's just. That's just visceral frustration and it is and you know what a lot of people feel it you know what i feel it i do people that that you know there's people that i I don't know i haven't really had any people ask me why i've been sort of acerbic about this it's what we're watching is unprecedented okay and yet it hasn't become a surprise now because it's happened for three straight years right it's horrifying it's 
not acceptable, but we're not surprised by it. And that's a terrifying thing. The whole thing is terrifying. It really is. If you're going to say let him build the program, are we're suggesting if you're saying let's let Fred build it, well, then you got to give him three more years. What has he done to earn three right. more years? Right. And then what kind of message are you sending to coaches all over America? <laughs> Look, I mean, you can, do, you can become the second highest paid coach in the conference, win five games in conference in three years, and keep your job. Yeah, and, we'll, and hey, we'll hand you three more years. Oh, God. What are we it, doing? It be, yeah, it, be, it starts to make a mockery of the entire process at that point. Okay? Yeah. His buyout's $18.5 million. Okay, he's making a lot of money, man. He's making a lot of money to, to produce nothing. That's just not they, the way. They it, are producing absolutely nothing. Right. That's right. Okay, now, other callers. I didn't know okay. there was other yeah, callers. Yeah, there's more. Uh, there's only one that was written about beyond that, and that's from um, Blake in Houston. If I can get my stupid thing working here again. Blake in Houston. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Blake in Houston is up next. He says, uh, quote, with next season, we're losing the core players again, and it's going to be another rebuild, just like every year every year under you has been. We want it to work. We're impatient. We're an impatient group. But I just want to know, when we're losing our core and the offensive philosophy has really not just been working in the Big Ten with how bad our three-point percentage has been, how are you going to adjust next year, hoping that you'll be here, and change the plan to make it work in the Big Ten. Because everything we've seen thus far is just not working. And I think you would agree to that. That's from Blake that's, in Houston. That's a really good question. What was the answer? It's a really good question. Uh, let's see here. He says, <laughs> Hoiberg says, um, this is it's not really quote, it's, it's partial quotes. He says, uh, you know that he, he did change his offensive system mid-year, which doesn't happen very often, right. and the numbers improve once the Huskers got the nuances He did down. do it. He did do that. Fred uh, did do that. Give him credit for that. Hoiberg then said, in terms of next year, it's all about who comes back. There are several guys that are going to have decisions to make on that, and it's going. And it's about doing everything you can to put your guys in positions to be successful. As far as changing things moving forward, we'll look at everything as far as what we have coming back and what our roster looks like. Then we'll put the system together work on it over the course of the summer, and obviously try to be much better. That's your okay. answer from Vernon Hoyer yeah. to Blake in Houston. Okay. He didn't he, – I mean, he didn't necessarily play the recruiting card. No, he did not. Which is good. I, I mean, one thing that this fan base is – a lot of the fan base is over is the recruiting card, right? Just like with Mike Riley, the yeah. same thing? It, now, I don't know where – where people where the disconnect began on that but it's real right they don't want they, they roll the, a lot of people will still will buy into that but a lot of people now are rolling their eyes all right here's another coach telling us to just wait i have recruits coming in just wait we have player x coming in nah yeah but the problem with fred doing that right now is he his record. I mean, he just hasn't. There's nothing that Fred can go to that's that suggests trust. Right. right? The sad thing, nothing, not right. one thing. Right. Nothing there, at all. Right. That that we can trust that whatever they're doing 
will work. There's nothing. So it's just you have to. So 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 you just have to buy into what he says, not what you see or what the team does. It's just what he says, and that's hard. That's a hard ask, right? And I don't now. The one thing I don't disagree with with you and and maybe Blake from Houston is the pay. I don't think the fans are impatient. <laughs> Uh, there's been this well, is uh, you're asking them for unprecedented patience at this point. All right, I don't think fans have been um, uh, impatient. Yeah, you know what the sad part about all this is to me, Sip, is that. So we pointed out that Fred Hoiberg has won five conference games in nearly three seasons. Do you realize in his first season they were two and two starting off conference play, oh which means they have won three games since their first four games that they played. In the Hoiberg era, now they were two and two, and they have won three total games in almost three, you know, two and a half years since then. Right, it's dangerous. Play. It's dangerous to me. It's a dangerous conversation because the supporters would would I guess have you believe or try to have you believe that winning doesn't matter. Which I would say, what are you talking about? Well, and why? Well, here's How? the thing. I don't know. I don't even in a building in a build you have to. There has to be some degree of success, I would think, right? I mean, some a win, a win against a power conference team, a single win, all right. They're zero and seventeen against power conference teams. Just a single. It's if we're now just talking about this season and and wins don't matter, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell the fans. What have we become as a fan base? If if wins don't matter, what what matters then? What the heck The future, matters? I guess. The future is crap right now. And building it right. They're not building it right. Well, They're not well, building it all. But that's what he has. To, Fred has to convince his boss. For, by the way, Trev's in a dangerous spot here. He's in a, he, Fred has put his boss in a really difficult spot. Okay. We just asked you what a few games, Fred. Come on, man. Yeah, he's put him in a really, really difficult because it, this can have long, long-ranging effects if it gets too bad. If you bring him back and it gets too bad, that's def- that's going to define Trev's tenure largely. Okay, Fred walked into a situation where the football and men's basketball teams have com- have combined to win one conference game since he's been the AD. Yeah, is that right? Am yeah, I right yeah, about yeah, that? They're yeah. one in twenty. Right. Or one for twenty. Yeah. Now. That was against Trev Alberts never dreamed that he'd be in this situation. All right? There's no way he would have anticipated that this is going to happen. I mean, that's as futile as it gets in sports. I mean, what right. Rutgers never, never was that low when they sucked at everything. Right. I just want to look at it. I want to keep the conversation constructive. You have to look at it from Trev's standpoint. This is, this is a real challenge for the AD now. Okay? You have the 18.5... <laughs> I can't Don't even laugh. say it without yeah, laughing. Eight, he, Fred Hoiberg has an $18.5 million buyout. To go away. To you just Yeah, away. what do you do? What, okay, what do you do if you're Trev? I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what you do, is, okay? If you are suggesting to, if you're a booster suggesting to Trev, hey, you just got to stick with Fred and give him three years. That's a big risk Trump's in doing saying, that. How can I do that? It's a bit. There's a risk in doing that because you don't know if it's going to get any better. And then if you could run that program right into the ground, 
Okay. If it's not already there already. Well, it does appear to be. I, I don't know how yeah, much. See, Harrison I mean, says you it's could go there. deeper by lo- losing every game you've played and, and even losing to South Dakota and kind of saw stay. Well, you're losing people. That's the thing. You're losing fans left and right now. Yeah. Y- yourself. I mean, you're you're a hardcore fan, but hey, hey, I know guys guys that come on our show. Sean Callahan's a season ticket holder. Just quit going. I don't Just not going him, to the do games. Do you blame him at all? No, of course not. It, I mean, my dad who's not listen, fun. It's my, not a fun product. My my father, who's a very reasonable guy, and I think I'm a reasonable guy. Um, just doesn't. He's just not interested now. No interest. I don't blame them. It's just a huge pile of suck. Okay, so the back the recruiting thing. I wanted to get back. Okay, let's get to calls. Yeah, just a couple calls here. Uh, we'll get to Dave second, but Greg and Milford, you're up first on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, you guys been good, good long, long hiatus going on here. Yeah, yeah good, Greg, good we haven't you, heard from you. It's nice to hear your voice again. Uh, I've actually took a couple months off and checked out, started a new job, been traveling a lot. So okay, turned basketball back on the other night, and I was like, "Holy Lord, it hasn't changed in three months." No, I was like, "You could still see the same plays he's running three months ago." I think asking for us to be patient, we, we could be if he actually recruited high school kids. Okay. Instead of these one and done or these one and done transfer guys that you hope play more than one year. All the guys out there to me just look like they're a bunch of guys thrown together and they all want their own piece of the pie and they don't care if player B gets their piece, but I'm getting mine no matter what. That's fair. Once we break that if he could break that rule, I think the offense could maybe run in the Big Ten, but you, you're never we're never going to see it because that's just what he throws together. These portal guys that all want their own people. Hmm. That's my two cents. If Trev Albert starts to go fund me to fire him, I'll donate to it. So, yeah. All right, Greg. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Good luck in your new job. The recruiting. Hold on, Dave. One second. I want to make one point. I don't. It's interesting the way the recruiting discussion has gone in the fan base. It's not – listen, it's not everybody. There's still people that are interested in recruiting rankings. But what, like my dad, when he asked me, hey, what, where were they ranked in recruiting? What do you say? Like, what, 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 which part? Yeah, I mean, they have 10 transfers. You know, I think they're rating now the transfer. They're probably ranked high every year because they have 10 new guys. I'm going to get ranked highly regardless. Well, no, I'm talking – I guess now I'm talking about football. Oh, sorry. My but, oh, yeah, football. like oh. I don't even know what to say when people ask me that now. Where are they – I don't know. Does it, do we include the transfers in the conversation, the, the portal guys? I don't know. Um, I think you have to, but – Anyway, you see what I'm saying. Now, when did that start – when did that start changing? I'd say after Riley because um, Riley's – you know, Riley's guys sold – Riley sold recruiting. You know, look what we have coming. Look at Buki. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was look always, at him. Yeah, it was always that sort of thing, right? Buki and all that. Joseph Lewis jerseys to to camp. All that sort of thing, summer. and it got everybody riled up. But it doesn't get everybody riled up as much anymore. Have you noticed that? Well, because people see right through it. Right now, it's, it's, it's a, but it's that's got to be lie. the crux of Fred, Fred's sale job right now. Look what we have coming in. The recruiting is a mirage. Yeah. It gets you another three point five million dollars. You know, it might get you another year or two or three, maybe. If 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 he can sell this, I don't know though. You understand now that you have an AD who is. We've gone through it. We don't need to go through it all again. This what what Trev has said about 
turning up the emphasis on competitive excellence, asking his coaches to consider when they do anything, ask yourself, is this elite? Okay, you have a, a, a different boss in there. I, I just I know Trev well enough. He's not just sitting back and saying, hey, Fred, I trust you. Just do, do what you do, my friend. No, that's not what's going on. It can't be what's going on. But the, it's back to the recruiting discussion. I got to tell you, Jake, and this will rankle people, but the guy who was ahead of the curve on that whole thing was Pelini. You probably disparaged him for it. And people said, ah, oh, Pelini doesn't care about recruiting. No, it's he cared about recruiting. He didn't care about the hype. He didn't care about using it to 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 no. illustrate. I can't argue with that. To illustrate his program improving. That wasn't part of the discussion with him. All right? He wasn't going to use that. And he was disparaged for it. Now I think people are starting to understand, yeah, that guy probably had a point. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't push back on that. Right. I mean, he recognized how kind of ridiculous it is. Not rec- Recruiting's not ridiculous. The not talent around Yeah, it, not talent acquisition. In fact, I like to call it talent acquisition, not recruiting, because I think recruiting almost has negative connotations sometimes because we just attach the word hype right behind it. Well, I, I don't when I when I read about recruits anymore, I, I read it like with I I'm really skeptical of what I read generally. Bo Bo recruited pretty well. Off, well, that's also. the other thing. Yeah, it wasn't like he was in the you know in these classes. He wasn't in the fifties and sixties anyway. So people no. can yell, but they're in the twenties still usually, right. right? If not better sometimes, but usually in the twenties somewhere, which is acceptable. Well, there's Whereas, another guy who's not a huge fan of recruiting, is Fred Hoiberg, um, who doesn't do a lot of it. Okay, I mean, and his team's losing a lot, right? So a ton. he's twenty and sixty-two. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're in a tough spot here. I, again, I'm tempted not to talk about it, just to brush it away. But I think that that, that well, way, I think by that way, you're just you're sort of complicit in the demise of the program. Well, my plan wasn't to talk about this, but then last night happens where you have the comments that are just so out there from Eric and Kozad and Blake and Houston on the on the coaches show. You got to talk about it. That I mean that's that's the fans opinion. I mean, we want the fans opinion on the show. Oh my god. That's to his face. You know, it's one thing to talk to us, a uh-huh. couple guys talking about it. It's uh-huh. another thing to say it directly to the uh, face yeah, of the man guys, in charge. Yeah, so, I give him a lot of credit. I respect Eric and Kozad and Blake and Houston and anybody else who called, but they're voicing a lot of people's frustration to the to the face of the guy yeah. that needs to hear Let's it the most. Dave said. Uh Dave, you're on early break. Go ahead. I I was I was amazed at the blowback that he got from uh the people who thought people were being too critical of Fred Horbert. That's just that's just incredible. I mean, the criticism's warranted. I mean, I saw people in the stands clapping when they made a basket when they were thirty-five down. I mean, really? I mean, Steve, Jake, what's changed? I don't know. When I was when I was in college, our coach hated to lose. Yeah. I mean, we went to nationals all four years. My junior year, we got third in nationals in cross country. We had everybody coming back, and we finished fourth. Well, our coach didn't like it. Like I, I think I've said this before. He yelled at us on the bus for like 30 minutes in Wisconsin. We thought we were going to be end up walking back to Warrensburg, Missouri. I mean, he didn't say a word the whole way until maybe we got to uh, 
you know, can't, I mean, to St. Louis, where, you know, we stop something, you get something to eat, but my God, it's just, people accept it now. I don't. <laughs> Gee, Jake, when I ran for Nike and I called my, my boss and I said, hey, I finished second, he goes, what? After he yelled at me for like 15 minutes, he goes, we're not paying you $4,000 a month from Nike to, for you to finish second races. And that was the last time I called, you know. I just, you know, yeah. I said, hey, this is what I did. But it's just incredible that people accept this. I mean, you guys will have Robin Washington, Chris Basnett, come on, next July or August, and just rave about oh, all these on. guys coming in. You know, it'll happen. You know, it's just you can't keep getting recruiting like this, you know. But I guarantee you, Abdul Mossy, he's looking at the portal right now. They're figuring out, okay, this guy's not going to be here with us next year because he's not working out, you know. We're going to go get some more guys. I guarantee you the wheels are turning, you know. But, man, it's just uh, I can't believe people accept a 20 and 46 and 5 and 46. It's just incredible. But thanks for taking my call, guys. Thanks for the call, Dave. Yeah, not, every, not, not everybody's accepting it. It, it. Again, I just I just want to keep that conversation constructive, but I want to keep it alive. I just don't think we can just – Stop talking about this. Um, I don't. I don't. I, no. I, I. I thought about it. I mean, but this is the this is the second most high profile program over there. This this is a text from Doc, which I think is important too. Okay. As we address all the issues in terms of the hype and looking at the program of basketball, he says, "When you recruit a Japanese player, and, and the media starts calling him the Japanese Steph Curry." I wonder why there's hype. The fans aren't hyping anything. It's the people covering the recruits that are doing the hyping. Okay. We did refer to, you know, he was not not us, but he was referred to us by, you know, Casey Tomonaga as the Japanese Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. Those words were uttered a lot about him. Mm -hmm. He has not been the Japanese Steph Curry at Nebraska. Is it possible that we're just, we've, that the world's changed? And the emphasis on winning is just not as great. There's Maybe just, in Nebraska, but not in, not in the world. No, I'm talking about though everywhere. Tell it to Alabama fans. <laughs> Tell it to Georgia fans. Right. Tell they, it to Oklahoma yeah, fans. If Saban loses, if Saban loses three, it, if Ryan Day loses three games, I'm telling you, if he yeah, lost that right. Rose Bowl game, he's on. I, I don't know if I just officially say hot seat, but the conversation starts getting uncomfortable. Right, so maybe maybe some places it's become acceptable, but there's several that say no, 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 no. But when we win you every game, yeah, that's what we and do. And I don't want it to become acceptable here. I guess that's why. I guess that is the crux of why I still find this very interesting. You, I don't want this to become acceptable, and it becomes acceptable if Fred Hoiberg stays beyond the season. Well, does it now? Now, now, hold on. No, not He's necessarily. You got it. No, I mean, that's you oversimplified the matter. If he's if he's here next year, it's because of the the unwieldy buyout. That's what. That's why he's here. Because if his buyout was what Tom Crean's buyout is, which is three and a half million, he'd gone. be gone today. Yep. I mean, he you wouldn't Fred Hoiberg wouldn't be the coach here. This is about a buyout largely. Am I am I wrong in no, saying you, that? No, that's not wrong about that. But it's it's still. The buyout is the reason why he would stick around, but it's still, in theory, saying that you accept losing. Because no, it's not. I don't agree with that. 
because it's if if no. if it was completely unacceptable, you would it would be painful. It'd be so much money to blow, but you'd do whatever you had to do to get him out of here. It's, if if it's all about winning and not and losing, it's not fine. That you would just have to pony up. Yeah, yeah. If if you want to tell me, if you want to prove to the fans that hey, this is not acceptable, and I know it's a lot to to ante up to get him out of here, but we don't accept this product, then. Well, that was suggested on another radio to show to me yesterday that you you could do that, that you could you could as the AD, you could go to your superiors, and say we can't. I mean, we just can't. It's hard to justify. Well, it's, um, it's, it's hard very to just, hard to justify right. that much money. Yeah, that we're gonna move forward here. Now, again, what we said yesterday. I just now the one thing that you got to watch for, and we'll watch for this down the stretch, or right after the season, because Fred's going to be asked what what kind of changes is he going to make. If Fred, if Fred says that we're not making changes, um, we believe in what we're doing. That'll I think that'll be trouble. I I don't think people would accept that. How I would sit here in silence. I think in response to those comments, either silence or a lot of yelling and nothing in between. Well, interesting show on the Husker Sports Network. Thank you to Eric night. and Cozed and Blake and Houston for going after the coach last night. Yeah, I think it had to be done. Had to. More next on Early Break in the Ticket. <laughs>